0: to Lush Left Media. I have on our weekly favorite guest, Jay McKenzie, right wing watcher, like me and the host, co host of Did Nothing Wrong podcast. Hi Jay.
1: Hey Mary, thanks for having me again.
0: <laughs> There's so much fuckery of the right wing. I don't even know where to start. We were talking about we tried this call to the work, but we're trying again because we are committed. To bringing everybody the weekly fuckery. And it's true, this week was the banner week of fuckery. We have Hunter Biden laptops. There was like hearing one and hearing two. And one was about Twitter, and then yesterday's was something about the weaponization of the government or something, but still was about Hunter Biden's laptop and Twitter. And I don't even know what. I don't know what they're doing. I just know that there oh. were.
1: Well, Matt Gates went on Bannon's show, you know, he's been added to that weaponization of government subcommittee and he went on Bannon's show to say that they, the goal ought to be eliminating government agencies like the ATF or various national security state agencies that they they don't like. Um, So the, the effort to dismantle the government is still ongoing. (laughs)
0: Still, ongoing. going well. You know that Bannon's famous line is deconstruction of the administrative state. He means like get rid of it, just basically burn it all down, and then build some white nationalist utopia. That's basically what he's yeah. saying. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. And also, like I mean,
0: he's mad. Just,
1: I'm sorry. What? Oh no, I was gonna say it's it's very much like a precursor to accelerationism, which we see kind of gaining steam hey. with. Stuff like the power grid attacks. Uh, they're, it's the same idea. I know wait, we don't like. Yeah.
0: Talk about wait, not not to get off the stupid these ridiculous Soviet show trials. The last two days, in in, in, in in but by the way, this is your Congress, folks. Wasting time not like on. Gee, how can we make your lives better? No, it's about. So and so, my favorite right wing influencer, you know, was shadow banned on Twitter. I mean, listen, and Hunter Biden's laptop that nobody cares about outside of six people. All right, so talk about the because that's really interesting. What's going on with that power grid thing? Isn't it in North Carolina?
1: There has been a bunch, honestly. The the most recent right. one is actually was in Baltimore, and it was a a former member of Adam Waffen, which is a yes far-right neo-Nazi accelerationist group that has been largely dismantled. But one of the members was in jail for several years, and he came out and went right back to the same thing he was trying to do before. And he apparently got a girlfriend, and they were partnered on this attempt to destroy Baltimore's power grid. And and they were caught, and they were arrested. But it's it's all about the – the accelerationists see this as a way to reset society. I think in their their greatest hopes, it's well we can't we can't exist as in our current state without the internet and without kind of the global economy and and how everything works together and we can communicate with the outside world. So they their idea is let's shut down the power grids and and maybe that will cause a collapse of society and then hmm. start something new so there's been there's baltimore there's north carolina which you mentioned there's been stuff in washington state there
0: right
1: there have been i think over the last year there there have been i think over a hundred attempts or instances of vandalism now some of this is just random people getting drunk and, and, you know, doing donuts and maybe they shoot off a a couple shots and they don't, they don't really have any plan by it. But some of this stuff is, is really coordinated. There are, there are guidebooks on telegram and other far right, uh, social media sites Mm -hmm. that, that tell people who are interested in this, here's what you need to do and here's how you do it. And here's why we're doing it. And so it's, it's concerning. It's it's bad, but it, it it is wrapped up in that sort of Bannon idea of we have to just start over. It's a uh, no. This, this society down. is right, right. We're too woke. We're right. too. Remember
0: when? Remember when I found myself on a Richard Spencer Twitter space and I yes. somehow was made a speaker and I'm like, what's happening? And he was like. Richard Spencer, for anyone who doesn't know, he it's it's said that he coined the term alt right. He had some publication. I think he wrote for Redux for a while. He had something called this some group. This was back in 2016. I think he's kind of lost his his ranking in the in the white nationalist whatever. But uh, anyway, he said he voted for joe biden although he's still him and he was talking about how everything is like doom and gloom and then i said like well okay but you, this sounds like accelerationism richard and he admitted it i mean he like eventually was like talking about nietzsche and just everything negative and bad and there's no hope and i'm like well what about like it's <laughs> going on about like the environment? I'm like, okay, but we're we're doing things like we're switching over to electric. Where there's like, you know, wind energy. We're we're coming up with solutions. Like, what do you talk Like, long story short, it was it's all the same thing. It's like, well, everything. It's very nihilistic. Everything sucks. Yeah. So, but but in reality, what I think it really is is just we don't like that there's a multicultural society that's that's not only happening like as far as just statistics, but there's I mean turn on the television and look at commercials. There's gay couples selling pharmaceuticals. there's you know, you know uh, there's all kinds of people. there's people of every shape, creed, size, together, not whatever. Selling laundry detergent. You follow what I'm saying? Like, it, it. society is not just for white Americans, white, this white middle class picture of Americana. It's just not. It's moving to this multicultural in every way. And I really believe that people like Bannon, and, you know, that whole ilk, they can't handle it. So let's take machine guns and, like, Shoot at power grip. I mean, what's that gonna? Uh huh. Like,
1: I mean, that's really where that, they're at. And it, it. Right. Yeah, they just want to. They they want to burn it all down. They do not believe in reform. They think it is beyond reform. They think it is. I I think some of them at least kind of claim that well society is going to collapse anyway, so we're we're just going to speed it up. And it's mm-hmm. like I I don't think that the. Uh, if we If we destroy the power grid, I do not think the world that emerges afterwards will be better. I think it will be filled with lots of chaos and death and things that I don't want to happen to me or or anyone in this country if we can avoid it. So yeah, they they're afraid of change. They're afraid of things being different. Well, they don't that,
0: The Trump thing definitely just didn't work. I think a lot of them got excited about the Trump thing because he was willing to say the quiet parts out loud about like minorities and all that and women et cetera. And it didn't really go the way they wanted. And look if you if you look at if you read the works of anyone that studies fascism, if political solutions like voting, et cetera, don't work, you just what's the next thing? You resort to violence.
1: I mean... Yeah. Well, the issue issue a lot of them had with Trump is that he said all the right things and then he didn't do any of them. He didn't build the wall. He didn't... He he had the the Muslim ban, but it didn't last.
0: Well, but Jay, though, they don't... See, the problem with people like Trump and Bannon and all these fools is they don't tell their audiences or their supporters about this thing called civics, how bills become laws. Like... So, right. It, it, these things have to pass Congress, and they have to both chambers, actually. Then it can get to the president's desk, or he they can veto. I mean, like they don't teach like basic civics, so it's just like being mad that the president can unilateral. And the 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 Bernie left does this too, where they just get like we don't, you know, well Bernie would have definitely got Medicare for all. Well, no, it would have had to pass both chambers like there's a process like it's just a little frustrating for me but uh, as far as like the Bernie left goes but as far as the right I mean they flat out don't teach how anything works at all no
1: no because they're not living in reality they're not they're not actually no well and that it's it's too slow and it's too boring and right. they they put out these shows every day and they have to make it seem like they're winning and they're doing things and they're accomplishing stuff but actual actually getting bills passed and and things approved and going through all the legal processes that that takes days, weeks, months, and that's forever, and that's boring, and we need it right now, and if we can't have it all right now, then, well, just burn it all down. And and that well, is also, essentially if, the... If,
0: if anyone's ever been invested in a policy, like, for example, when the whole Build Back Better in the last Congress was happening, I paid attention to every second of those negotiations, and that was within the Democratic side, right? And, yeah, you had like my rep, who's head of the uh, the problem solvers. Uh, he's a Democrat, Josh Gottheimer, writing op-eds in the Wall Street Journal. He hates AOC and them. I mean, so it, in a way, like it, it, there was a lot of the New cinema who refused to do the filibuster. I mean, there was a lot of fighting among the Democrats as far as getting over the finish line. I mean, that's just look what happened. It was so better, and I, I'm really, really proud of everybody for getting. What they finally got, but it's a very, very frustrating. People fighting, fancy policies, having people there until two in the morning, some I mean, it's a lot of of negotiating, working with the you know, building, coalition, making deals. Tennessee does not have any those fancy policies. Period. That's end report. Period. Early make it a speaker with 17 tries. Now, oh my God, which leads me to the union. You might need to talk about it. It's this is your show. Where are we at? There's so much. I feel like I'm all over it. Where are we now? Do you want to continue with that or just continue with that the Bannon wing, they don't know how Bill's become laws, so they're just like but so you Rest assured, they're going to get rid of Kevin McCarthy because he's going to make them mad
1: at some point. Oh, yeah. That's what's going to happen. They'll put up with him for oh. now, and he's honestly giving them enough and allowing enough chaos that they can live with it. But eventually, there's going to be something that's even too extreme for him and too too wild and crazy. And he'll – I mean, it's the minute he, he pushes back, they're, they're going to – off with his head and – that this is going to be done with him. So he'll, I don't think he'll, I'll be surprised if he lasts the full two years, honestly, but he, you never know. He's hes shown himself willing to <laughs> placate and give in to their demands on things. I never really expected him to do. So maybe he's got it in him and he'll just kind of grovel and, and become full on MAGA. Um, but yeah, he's um... at a certain point, at a certain point there are donors to answer to there are the right. establishment wants they they prefer civility and they prefer to pretend like the republican party of i don't know george w bush is still around and they they can put on a suit and a tie and go to a nice fundraiser and be respectable people but maga is is not interested in those things and they they no. remain and i think a lot of the a lot of the stuff we've been talking about on our show and that I've, I've been thinking about is that like DeSantis is, DeSantis is the alternative to Trump right now, right? There's, right. there's nobody else. It's either going to be Trump or DeSantis. The the odds that it's anybody else are I don't know, 1% or less. And right. DeSantis is, is leaning in on all the same stuff Trump did. In some ways he's, he's worse. He's going right. more extreme on vaccines. The CRT stuff—he is all in, and he's getting uh-huh. praise. Chris Rufo, who DeSantis hired to the or put on the board at New College, which they the Florida government just essentially took over. Chris Rufo is out there talking to Darren Beatty, a, a a guy who got fired from the Trump White House for speaking at a conference with white nationalists, and.
0: It's also has this pretend outlet. It's like mine. Lush, West media that I never update, but he updates <laughs> his website. It's called revolver news. And it's, it's, one of the main ones that started the conspiracy theory that January 6th was really like FBI people agents like doing it. Like that's just one of the disinformation stories of revolver. I know all about Darren Beatty. He's a white nationalist. He's been affiliated with white nationalists full on. He goes on Bannon show every other day. And this is so speaking of these idiots, media matters did a great piece. Well, two things I want to say one Media Matters, one month in, insurrectionist MAGA influencers say Speaker McCarthy is one of them, which is really funny because for people who don't know, you know, don't remember, Kevin McCarthy from California was kind of like a moderate Democrat, like prior to all this. I'm talking years ago. And, I mean, not Democrat, Republican. Well, he obviously leaned into the Freedom Caucus you know, the Insurrectionist Caucus, to become Speaker. That's how much he hates America and wanted to be Speaker. So (laughs) Bannon and that whole crew, they're now, like, actually really pleased with – by the way, they were trying to make him not be Speaker for weeks prior to to that. But now they're psyched because he leaned into, like, the whole Insurrectionist faction – you know Matt Gaetz and the, the whole and got all those demands, and also Alex Jones. So two winners of society, Bannon it's, and Alex it's Jones. Crazy.
1: It's crazy. It's crazy that he's managed to get Alex Jones on his side, which is
0: right. So Alex Jones' yeah, the, they are all psychs right now.
1: The Kevin so. McCarthy of 2015 would have he would have immediately denounced any support from someone like Alex Jones. He would have right, not like been on board with that.
0: Right. He was like yeah. a type. Right. A hundred percent. So you have that going on. And then, and I sent this to you. So I turned on Bannon yesterday and I was like, Oh my God, no way. Cause I remember like DMing like journalists, like, like, can you please watch the show? I, I don't feel like enough attention is being paid to this. Bannon war room show like you oh nobody watches that he got kicked out of the water I'm talking like a couple of years ago well the New York Times along with the Brennan Center did like did a study of like where a lot of this just the big disinformation is coming from and it turns out so here was and oh Bannon's all proud of this so here's the, of course. the New York Times yesterday headline Steve Bannon's podcast is top misinformation spreader study says a large podcast study found that Mr. Bannon's war room has more falsehoods and um, unsubstantiated claims than other political talk shows. And it's a whole article about it. So again, that's why I don't even pay attention to Fox news because it it all starts with that show and just goes on and like, that's where it begins. And it's just, trickles on up to then tucker saying it tucker carlson
1: anyway yeah i I feel like well they have they have so many guests on now and so many of them are are fairly mainstream and you've got the especially like the anti-vaxxers like uh robert malone and Uh and those types that'll that'll go on bannon's show and then i see them on tucker and it's this used to be something that that the right would have stayed far away from but bannon has helped it it is an ecosystem and they're they're helping each other grow their audiences and then the message gets out further and further and there's more support and it's not like everything Bannon says or does gets repeated and taken to Tucker but a lot of it does a lot I feel like maybe half of it maybe more it's it's a, and it's not a whole lot different once it gets to Tucker it's like they just sort of they try things out on Twitter or on somebody's kind of small show and then and then it goes to Bannon and after Bannon, if they like it, they eventually take it to Tucker. And then once it's on Tucker, it's essentially Republican party policy, which right. is insane, but it's true. So
0: what is is Okay. So we have, so yesterday, I mean, I'm sorry, Tuesday, what day are we on? When or was it Wednesday? Wednesday. Was the, Twitter's treating us unfairly, so we're gonna have a hearing with
1: mm-hmm.
0: with doesn't know doesn't own a suit jacket, Jim Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! That uh-huh. he, he wears the same clothes every time I see him. That blue yep. ro- rolled up sleeved. Like pinpoint Oxford shirt, you know, like a gym teacher. Which ironically, he got in trouble for not when he wasn't he like the um, the head of like the sports department at some college, and there was like sexual assault, and he like wouldn't deal with it. He was like there's something, but anyway, yeah, Jim Jordan super problematic just from the get go. He's the head of this. I guess they thought they think that instead of doing, you know, legislating and like doing anything, they think that doing these show trials are going to be really good strategic. They're going to win back. They're going to definitely win back the Senate and make Trump president again. I don't know what they think is going to happen with this, but. I can assure people nobody cares. Do you know only like 10% of the country is even on Twitter? They don't nobody knows what you people are talking about. That's first of all. Like very few I always use this joke. Go to any Home Depot, take a clipboard and you know and do like a plus minus column and then just ask When people come out of the Home Depot, do you know about the hearing for Twitter about the you know the suppression of of Republicans or conservatives on Twitter, they, out of, talk to a thousand people, you might get 200. That's the thing, you might get a hundred that didn't even know, like, the details of what you're talking about. Nobody knows. Nobody cares. And then yesterday was what, it's cause they have this new committee called the Weaponization of what the government, what's it called?
1: Yeah, Weaponization the Weaponization of, from weaponization from
0: of something. Yeah. um so then yesterday um you had uh so but this time around if you remember of the original J6 committee it's going to be like what you normally do you have whoever the majority gets the most seats on the committee but you have the opposition party also seats do you remember the summer of twenty one when Kevin McCarthy, who's a genius, refused to have any... Or, you know, first he wanted to, Like, the people that literally participated in the instructions on the committee. And Nancy Pelosi was like, no. And they it. And it was like, this is cool. And they were literally part of, like, the whole thing. She's like, no, they're not, I'm not having them on the committee. Take off the people. Then he refused... And then that led to the committee that we all know, the one with Liz Cheney and Kinzinger and the other people on it, the Democrats on it, right? Right.
1: Yeah.
0: So now they're doing their own committee. Like, And believe me, I've been hearing about these committees for a year on Bannon show, about how they were going to, like, people are going to be frog-marked to jail. Well, they're,
1: they're saying, right. I mean, they they can't, they can't do the things that people they People are going to be going to jail. Yeah. Right. Well, and so, then when it doesn't happen, okay. it's because the deep state stepped in to defend them and to and to cover for all these heinous crimes, because the, all the things that they're promising are unrealistic, and maybe they're gonna smear people and they're gonna make it look like they committed crimes against humanity, and then yeah. nothing will probably happen. So brought, and yeah,
0: they brought Chuck Grassley.
1: He was an opener.
0: And he, his opening statement was accusing Hillary Clinton of colluding with Russians in 2016. Like, this is, what is this? Like, what are we talking about? Then, um, Ron Johnson was talking about Hillary's email. This is, I'm not making this up. Sure. Sure.
1: Let's, and then after that. we we'll litigate that.
0: Yeah, after that, you know. Ron Johnson about Hunter Biden. Then let's see. Oh, they're definitely gonna um he starts talking about Fauci. That's one of the things. they they're gonna they're going to impeach Fauci. I keep saying this. The guy's like he quit, he left. He's no longer working. He retired.
1: He like, cannot enjoy going? his retirement and vacations are not allowed.
0: No. I mean, he I had
1: that jo- how many? How many decades was he in that job? A
0: oh, million. Allow
1: the man but to have a break. Have
0: a freaking loan! Like, goddamn. <laughs> All right. No, well, they can't do he, it. Raskin, no, they can't. They can't. So then Jamie Raskin, who is amazing, literally had to teach them what like a Constitution is. He's a you know you know you know like a constitutional lawyer. And so he had to say like how just the irony of, like, this whole committee, when they literally won't even acknowledge like, that we had, like, a coup. Um, like, there was an actual, like, January 6th. It's, like, just the irony of all this. Then, um, he said, quote, It's all about restoring, this is all about restoring Donald Trump, a twice the former president to the office he lost by 7 million votes in 2020, and tried to steal back in a political coup, and violent insurrection against our constitutional order exactly this is just about abac they're just mad so that's opposite yeah yeah um absolutely oh
1: they're
0: saying that the doj is weaponized all right well you guys are just mad that you're being hauled in to talk to them because you did criming um oh mm-hmm. then the whole john durham that you know that you know the durham report if people don't know what that is I'm too exhausted to explain it. It was this thing called, like, crossfire hurricane. Again, this is, like, right-wing mm-hmm. stupidity that the Obama was spying on Trump's campaign. Yeah. It was really whole. Was, I don't even the, know. The whole Russia investigation it was, it went nowhere. Was, was
1: concocted by the deep state. The deep state essentially made it all up. There was nothing between Trump and Russia and the whole thing was uh, was Obama and the deep state colluding to bring him down. Even before he was president, they they decided that they would undermine his presidency before he got elected and even goes back to like before anyone really took his his campaign seriously. Um, But yes, they looked so hard to try to find some kind of, collusion between uh, the obama administration and the media and the the clinton campaign and and the quote-unquote deep state and all this and what they came up with were they got one lawyer to plead guilty to i think putting something incorrect on a filing they and he got probation yeah he, it was essentially a clerical error. No, he, he got he,
0: the one that, that was the attorney for, like, the killery thing. He got off. Oh, of
1: yeah. The, yeah, the two other, that was the only thing he got. The other, he yeah. he had two cases that he brought, and they were right. both dismissed. He lost both right. cases. And, and this was a three-year investigation?
0: 100%. So D- Durham was this like, is a federal prosecutor in Connecticut that Bill Barr went and had to go judge shop to find someone to go do, like, a special investigation of, it was really Hillary and the Russians, or it was really Obama's fight Trump's campaign. It uh-huh. was awesome. Okay. Hillary colluded with
1: Ukraine. It wasn't Russia. Yeah, that was right. part of it, too.
0: Oh, okay. Then next up, you have one of my favorite characters. Bernie Surrogate in 2016, who used to work at the DNC, the gentle lady from Hawaii, who was a congressperson, <laughs> now turned cons- what she always was a right winger who hates trans people and gay people, by the way, and is in a literal cult, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who has suddenly found. That right wingers are fantastic, but we always knew she was. Tulsi Gabbard. That was a long yeah. intro, but there's so much to say about Tulsi. I don't even know where to start.
1: The well, I feel
0: like. With her.
1: I feel like the best way to describe it is she's a quote unquote Democrat who is now the guest host whenever Tucker is not in the studio. I think I she's going
0: to get her own show. I guarantee it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, yeah. But yeah. But she was also a at this hearing yesterday. I don't even know what she was saying. Something about post truth. Who the I don't know. Something dumb. Something something deep state. It just we can just keep on moving because it doesn't even matter.
1: <laughs>
0: and I have no idea. Um, and then Jonathan Turley, for anybody who doesn't know, he's oh, the, the right-wing lawyer. He was a part of the whole stop the steal, lawyering. He's an utter failure, and should be anyone should be embarrassed having him at their home for Thanksgiving. That's all I have to say about Jonathan Turley. Just another ridiculous person. He used to be
1: fairly respectable, conservative establishment type. But he went no. full Naga. He was he was really big about the Durham investigation and promised all sorts of major revelations and they're gonna well, they're gonna bring it all crashing down and of course that did not happen. He's a loser no, he's,
0: and embarrassing. Yeah. Next up, we have as I've told you before, one of my favorite Congress people in my former state, New York, who is represents the 21st Congressional District of New York, who was the youngest member of Congress when she was in there in the in, in the Obama years, right? And she was friends with all kinds of Democrats. She was known for her, you know, she went to Harvard. She was known for, like, being, like, able to reach across the aisle and, and would, like, hang out socially with, like, her Democratic counterparts. But then... Every came before just being a good member of Congress. So when she saw that, like, people were upset that Liz Cheney was calling Trump out about January 6th. What show did she land on? Why? It would be Steve Bannon. The next thing you know, oh, cool. she takes, because she was auditioning for Bannon and for Trump to be the number three, to replace Liz Cheney as number three in the house um, on the Republican side, and her name is Elise Stefanik. And that there's no Wi-Fi. I say this every time about Elise Stefanik. I've been in that district many times. No Wi-Fi. It's like it is very depressed area. So Elise, your district desperately needs your help, and you are doing this. So she is here, just blathering on and on about the FBI and weaponization. I don't even know. Nobody knows. No one knows. Nobody cares. Um, Let's see who else. Just
1: nonsense. Just on and They all see it as a way to to elevate their profile now. It's like if I have the most, they're honestly kind of competing for clips on Fox News or Bannon or whatever it is. If you have the best, Segment, then people are going to know who you are, and it's going to elevate your profile, and then you're going to get invited to more of these right wing events as a speaker, and then even more people are going to know who you are, and like if your your status in the party is just going to keep rising. So it's they're not even it's not about oh I I passed this bill or did this thing. It's like oh you're uh, it's like the politicians now are also content creators. They are also Vying for that yes. same limited amount of media space. Correct, which is crazy.
0: Well, well. So, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, friend, she's the, the head of the DNC. She's a congresswoman in Florida. She actually went after Jonathan Turley because he was like saying something, something about those ridiculous Twitter files. And for people who don't, don't know, know it, uh, Elon Musk picked. Ridiculous people like Barry Weiss, pretend journalists. Uh, former, I thought he was on the left, but he isn't. Um, what the hell's his name? Matt Taibbi. Uh, my Matt Taibbi. He used to write for the Rolling Stone magazine, and they cherry-picked like emails to make it seem like, oh my gosh, these Republicans have been so suppressed on Twitter. So, basically, Wasserman Schultz calls out Jonathan Hurley because he was like, she was like, well, where are you getting this information? And all he could say is that he read the Twitter files. Mm-hmm. This, yep. This, this, this Elon Musk gave cherry-picked emails to the worst people that were just gonna favor like, oh, Republicans have been suppressed on Twitter. That's all it is. I, I don't even know how else. Well there. and they, he it's
1: took too he took all of these communications that were supposed to be private internal in, communications with Twitter right. employees and their Slack channels and their emails and their correspondence right. with the government, which no one was ever supposed to see and he took all of them and handed them to favorable journalist who would tell the stories that he and right-wing media wanted to get out there. So they've been, yeah, they've been cherry picking and they've been kind of concocting narratives and the, and the, the narrative they're selling does not match the, the, the content that they have. They can't really back it up, but they know that people are only sort of paying attention and their audience wants a scandal more than they need the scandal to be real. So they're just, it's a constant drumbeat and yeah they they knew what they were doing they knew this was going to go into into this weaponization of government committee that Jim Jordan is is heading and so they're they brought in all these Twitter executives and accused them of well the, uh, of being okay with child porn on Twitter which is not true and not what happened but it is now a common also, like, kind of right-wing trope I mean,
0: I you are a Twitter or you're at Facebook away. And you have like this white national content There's like blatant racism and misogyny and just like or COVID disinformation. Like you have to make decisions about like all right, we can't this is a problem. Like we're not we're, like we can't have this on the platform. We're getting all these complaints, we're getting It's not safe for people. Like, we can't have this for any logical reason. So that was really, I mean, the crux of those communications that Musk was turning over was just basically they were just trying to figure out how to moderate the site and make it so that it was like it was a usable site.
1: Right, and as safe as possible. Yeah, it really is. Like, you, you just see people debating, does this fall within our rules or does it not fall within our rules? And it's also, they don't talk about this in the quote-unquote reporting of the Twitter files, but once, when you realize that, that these right-wing content creators, trolls, all these people on Twitter, they always go right up to the line. Like, they don't actually want to lose their Twitter accounts. They want to keep posting. They want to keep creating. Exactly. But they want to go right up to the line of what is legal and what is not legal, and they want to imply things without having to actually say them. They want to call you a pedophile without actually calling you a pedophile because if they say it outright, then they could get sued, and they don't want to get sued, and they don't want to get banned. So they're always pushing the limits on what they can say and get away with, Exactly. And Twitter has to, has to counter this. So it's not like you can, when you're dealing with content moderation, it's not like you can just make a rule, write it down and okay, we're done. We don't, it's, it either breaks the rule or it doesn't. They right. always push the limits. So you always have to be aware of what they're doing and aware of the context and, and kind of take all of that together and then figure out if it's allowed or not. And that requires people. That's why machines can't do this. It requires people to understand the, the context and the nuance and and the implication and the, the thing they're not saying. And, yeah, this Twitter file stuff is just ignoring that and acting like, oh, well, they're just debating how to ban conservatives. i like, honestly, they really didn't ban that many people. There are a lot of people exactly.
0: that... Exactly.
1: It, it, Twitter was not this Great place where they removed all of the the content right away, and they took all these aggressive actions. They left two and on stuff on the platform for years. They didn't touch that stuff hardly at all for years. and the covid misinformation they would they got uh, they gave people so many chances, so many chances and warnings 100%. and yeah, and like mtg is is so mad about getting her Twitter account, banned because of COVID misinformation. They gave her uh, probably a dozen warnings. They t- stopped tweeting about ivermectin. Stop saying Iverm- that Ivermectin vaccines don't... Yeah, yeah, but she didn't care. So she, so she eventually yeah, she, got banned. She, but...
0: she got banned. I mean, yeah, you're right. They gave her a thousand chances. And then I think what finally did it was she did, like, this 75 Twitter thread about, like, Was it about, wasn't it COVID disinformation or was it something equally?
1: I think that's what they eventually got her for, was was COVID. I think it was like a
0: 75 thread about the wonders of Hydroquine and Ibanecin. Who knows? I mean, I don't even remember. I don't know it was something. Speaking of her, we just move on quickly. To the state of the union. By the way, I don't know your opinion, but I thought Mark Brandon and I thought I did great. And did. that was a very populist, you know. If, if, if you care about jobs here and manufacturing and all those things, that the whole mega about Biden was like really talking about all the actual things that are really happening on Earth. One, like plant opening. In red state by the way. With, you know, the making chip factories and parts for solar and parts for electric cars and on and on and on. those are real jobs, Jay. Those are actual jobs. Those are whether it's like making the factory, building the factories, hiring people to work like actual jobs. Actual things there's infrastructure happening, on and on and on, right? Lowest unemployment yeah. since 1969. So there was a lot there. Would you agree with me, or do you have any other thoughts? Oh, on yeah. On the,
1: no, I the, I, I thought it was good. All right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's, okay. he's appealing to the, the, the voters that he needs. I hope that they're listening. But right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's trying. Well, he's trying, and he's still okay. willing to be bipartisan, even if he knows the other party isn't. <laughs>
0: Well, he caught them with the whole entire Social Security thing, which Rick Scott, who isn't a senator in Florida, in charge of. He's no law. It was for two years. He was the head of the, the counterpart to the DSCC. I I always forget what the Republican name for that is, where you're you're in charge of electing, of trying to you know get Republicans elected into right. the Senate. And look who they had. They had. They had the only success they had was Peter Thiel friend, but pretend populist Bannon's friend in Ohio. What the hell is J D Vance? JD
1: who Vance. Wrote that yeah. book. And
0: I will never forgive Ron Howard of Happy Days and then now, you know, in Wonderful Movies Later. I will never forgive him for making J D Vance's book. Killed Billy Elegy. Mm. I will never forgive you, Ron Howard. That was we never would have known about him. Why did you do that? All right, let's continue. But look who they were <laughs> running: Blake, Masters in Arizona, um, yeah. Oz, Oz. I mean, they, it was like it was terrible. So anyway, Rick Scott absolutely said that they wanted. He said the quiet part I love. That's why they're all having tantrums right now. And, and Biden called them out. Like, you guys want to get rid of Social Security and Medicare. It's not happening. And they're all, like, freaking yeah. out. They're oh, yeah. They're, freaking so out. Yeah. yeah, they're so outraged. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're so outraged that he would say that out loud. It's like, I you're know. actually discussing it. You're actually talking about it. You'd like to. Right. And that's where it's just it's so absurd that, that the Republicans pretend to be this party of the working class. They're uh, not. You're they're not.
0: The opposite. You're, you're
1: not you're you're paying lip service while Ted Cruz goes off to Cancun when when (laughs) the 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 power grid that you broke uh, just completely shuts down and yeah it's it's not it's not real they don't I just they don't care about their voters and and it's really unfortunate that that their voters don't see that but I guess it's it's these distractions, these weaponization of government hearings and all this. Apparently, <laughs> are enough. It, apparently, well, it's enough. It and,
0: I I always say this. Look, they've been using the distraction model. The Lee Lee Atwater, who was like a, a political operative, it's to use culture war issues to distract you so that they can steal from you over there. You follow? So you're looking over to your right when they're stealing from you over on the left or they're attempting to. So they've been trying to privatize public education, social security. Remember when G.W. Bush wanted to privatize social security and like put it into your 401k or something? Remember all that? And, yeah, people, were, and, then, yeah. and people were like, the American people were like, uh, no. And so that just he had to drop it. It's it's still yeah. the same game. They want to privatize these things so that they can just make cash. That's it. Privatize it. You know, have their companies make the cash that would have that they wouldn't have been able to. Period. End of report. Whether it's schools, your health care, you know, Medicare, Social Security, whatever, it doesn't matter. That they just want to be able to like private to get rid of it being a federal. These these are There's there's discretionary spending and non-discretionary. And Social Security, Medicare, and public schools, that goes into the non-discretionary. And you keep hearing the word discretionary, non-discretionary, the words, those two terms, because they're trying to trick you. That like, oh, no, Social Security could be be discretionary. (laughs) Non-discretionary. So they're trying to make, so Rick Scott's plan that he's now backing from is that every five years we could just, like, you know, vote on Social Security. No. Uh We're not doing – that's what Biden's basically saying. It's not happening. No.
1: Well, that'll go as well as our fights over the debt ceiling and the budget and
0: shutting down down the
1: government. Yeah.
0: They're trying to hold the Democrats – they were going to attempt to. I don't know if they're going to now. But they were going to attempt to hold the Democrats hostage – by saying, "Hey, we're not going to raise the debt ceiling, so we'll default on our debts for the first time in history, if mm-hmm. unless, unless you cut, go along with us and cut Social Security and Medicare." And yeah. Joe Biden basically ended that little game at the state of by calling them out on it. It's not so. No, sorry, we're not doing but it. But they,
1: but they appear to be fighting and. I guess the appearance of of fighting and quote unquote winning even at the expense of your own actual interest is, is enough and it keeps them going in these very red districts where they have safe seats and don't have to worry about really being held accountable by their voters. And so that's, that's what we're dealing with. That's what I'm really, I don't want to say looking forward to, but I think the, of all of these, committees that they have and this one hasn't started yet but it's essentially like the January 6th political prisoner committee Or they <laughs> I don't know did Wait, you have, you, have you read about thing?
0: this no oh yeah I well, heard I've heard about I didn't know the name of it what's it called
1: uh, well <laughs> Let me I, – I would actually have to look it up because I'm not – I positive, know that they but were going to do
0: their own quote-unquote January 6th committee. I just didn't know if that was starting yet. I don't – didn't know, like, is, are we there yet? Like, what's going on with that?
1: No, that that is supposed to be one of their um, – I don't think it started yet, but it's supposed to be one of their committees. Hold on. let me Let me
0: – Well – well Jay's looking that up, um, let's see what else. What else do we have here? So to wrap up, this has just been two ridiculous hearings that will go nowhere. No one's getting arrested. This was all just to like feed like red meat to their to the MAGA base, as one says, because they've been promising this, and it makes them look more. It made them look more ridiculous, frankly. Um, Oh, and the FBI, oh wow, this just in, the FBI arrived at Mike Pence's home Friday morning for a consensual search for more classified material, and Mike Pence was also called in by the special investigator, Jack Smith, that was breaking news last night regarding January 6th, so that's going on, and I think that's it for this week in right-wing fuckery. Jay, are you still with Are you there?
1: Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here. Oh, so I'm what do you what to... do you
0: want to wrap up in with with this week in in right wing fuckery?
1: Um, well, I just hope there are no more Chinese spy balloons because if there are, <laughs> uh...
0: <laughs> well, first of all, I love how they lot. I love all the the performative photographs of Carrie Lake, like with a shotgun, like in the middle of a field, like she's going to shoot it down. Uh-huh. And JD, J.D. Vance with some kind of uh, an AR something, a big gun that I've never, is that like a war gun? I've never seen a gun like that. I was like, what, that's looking really terrifying or maybe it was some other guy. I don't even know.
1: Yeah, no, it was him. It was him. He got called out for it and then he got mad that he got called out for it. So yes, it was, it was him. They were all going to shoot it down. Yeah. Okay. Um, But it was, it was very performative and it was all, well, (laughs) essentially the arguments were that, that, According to right-wing media, Joe Biden is, quote-unquote, owned by China. And so he wouldn't shoot down the <laughs> Biden limit. That that's like...
0: Yeah. That's like... Just,
1: which is funny, since... What
0: about the Chinese patents that Ivanka got, you know, to make or a court? Trump's
1: Right, or Trump's secret Chinese bank account, or Jared Kushner's right. family involvement with visas in China...
0: No, nope, none of the counts. None oh, of
1: that counts. No, and not all the times that Trump praised Xi and said something like yeah. "We love each other." And no, they can't. That's not related. That's not. And yeah. John Bolton too, that Trump didn't essentially care about anything to do with China. He he just right. wanted them to help him politically. Um right. Yeah, it, it's all it's all for show. But it. I but have it. A question it, about my the bulimia, Jay.
0: I have a question about the balloon, which, by the way, was the size of three buses. That's not my words. That was, the, you know, on the, the, the experts. I don't know anything about any of this crap. All right. So <laughs> apparently it was like, you know, Alaska or like in that, but it had to go through Canada. How come? Why are they raging at Trudeau, Justin Trudeau? Like during this whole period that it was in Canada. Then it gets down, like through Montana or wherever. And, but they, Joe Biden literally said, I knew about it on Wednesday. So he, like a few days prior to last weekend. So he knew about it the Wednesday before everybody was talking about it. He was told by the powers that be, I, don't, I, I think it was the DOD, Department of Defense. Yeah, Mr. President, we can't. We have to just wait until it gets lower, and it's not, and it's the size of three buses. And we want to make sure that the debris doesn't harm anyone. So we need to wait to like get it down. But meanwhile, they were jamming it as far as like what the collection. It was the surveillance or whatever. They were like doing things so that it couldn't really. It was it was rendered useless apparently. This is just. I'm just going off reports. I don't know, and then they shot it down. Did I say everything right? Did I did I get anything wrong? Oh yeah,
1: that's that's essentially what happened. Well, my thing with it is, I don't know how likely it is that the debris would have would have injured people or anything on the ground. But also, one, we had no idea what was in the balloon. We didn't know right. if how much um, how much it weighed and what sort of debris field it was going to have. And so, and, and maybe that they're being too cautious there. Maybe they're not. I don't know. But can you imagine the, can you imagine the response from right-wing media if they had blown up the balloon and it had actually injured someone in the United oh States, God. it would have immediately been that Joe Biden did this on purpose because she told him to. And it's, it's all part of the, the, Beijing Biden is is was ordered to do this by the Chinese government and of course he did it and he just wants to hurt Americans and oh. how dare he? It would have been insane. So yes. I don't blame them for being cautious. And I mean nobody wants anybody to get hurt. Nobody wants no. anyone to Yeah, like so it it I don't know. No, it, it feels it, like
0: it, look, look, can I, I have I have no experience working for the Department of Defense. I'm not married to anybody. I'm not relative of anyone. I don't know anything about it other than just what I hear, know. Well,
1: I can find you a lot of experts on Twitter who have anonymous accounts but definitely know everything <laughs> yeah. that the DOD knows. Um, they swear it. So
0: you got to just trust them. I, tweeted, I think I tweeted on there that, I said, like, I love all these sudden, these, like, newly minted experts. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I'm, like, Chinese surveillance and Department of Defense. And, like, right. You and I admit, I, and normal people admit, like, listen, I don't know, like, the specifics. I have to read about it. No. I have to, like, try to, like, learn, you know, as we go. I don't know. So I'm going to, like, I'm going to, like, take a minute. I'm going to stop back. I'm going to read as much as I can. And even me reading as much as I can, I'm pretty sure the Department of Defense and, you know, the deep state, whatever you want to call it, that tries to keep us safe, they don't tell us everything. They they
1: can't. That's probably best. Yeah. Wait.
0: I don't want to know probably best. I have other things.
1: I have so many things to think about. The theories that they had, I don't know if you saw all of them, but even Newt Gingrich was talking about uh, it might be an EMP. They might be setting off an EMP to shut down the power grid. And then there was stuff – I listened to a Twitter space where they were asking, could this balloon have COVID-20 or COVID-21 or COVID-22? Oh, God. Or others were like, oh, this is a a precursor to them dropping a nuke on us. (laughs) Like, oh, my God. Okay.
0: I mean – who was doing these Twitter Spaces and why didn't you invite me? Because you know I love that shit. Who was doing it? Oh, uh, it was
1: it was pretty late. It was Tom Fitton. It was somebody asked it, in a, oh, in a God. Twitter Space was Jay, Jack Tesovich and Tom time
0: Fitton. I, the next time there's these Twitter Spaces, by like Jay of Judicial Watch or any of them, any of them, please let me just, just DM see me. Maybe I'm asleep. Maybe I'm watching him. Okay, Hill. I'm fine. Maybe I'm not. <laughs> I don't know, but just let me know because you know I love the Mesa we'll Twitter do. Spaces. You know I do. By the way, I know I've been going on. I've been going on these Twitter Spaces of these January 6th. they They're either people that were in jail for January 6th, like for a couple months. These are like low level people, I think. Right. Or they have family members, so so they're like J six. They call themselves like J six families. And I just, I don't know why oh. they don't kick me out. Yeah, I know. I don't know why they don't kick me out of these Twitter spaces, because I'm clearly, like, using my real name. I'm right there. My right. show is in my bio. Like, you know, it's clearly I'm not them. But they don't. They just, they don't, I'm just there, listening. And they're all victims. They're all oppressed. They're of all
1: so uh, terrible. Well, on, on that note, on that note, let me... um. So the I did find the, the committee and it it's called the treatment of the January sixth defendants. And it is oh. apparently going to be spearheaded or at least the person who pushed for it hardest was MTG. And so they are going to Yeah, they're they're essentially going to call them political prisoners who have been oppressed by the deep state and it's gonna be a whole thing. It is not started, but it is absolutely planned and um it's either going to be the Oversight Committee or Judiciary. So they'll probably give it to Jim Jordan, sure. and yeah, no, it'll it'll so it'll, it'll include all of those. Right, I'm super excited for this, because first of all, the
0: Democrats are not going to say, oh, no, we're not, we won't take on that committee, just go ahead, you guys, and your crunch. So, so you're going to have people that literally know what they're talking about, you know constitutional law, understand the law in general, and are going to say, no, they're not political prisoners. They were polluting, whether it was just, like, at the Capitol, like, breaking into the Capitol, or even more embarrassing. Like, the reason that what they did is not a good idea. Sorry, they're not oppressed. They're not, they're, they're, their rights aren't being trampled on. There's no evidence that the rights are being threatened in any way. What? Uh, show me the evidence.
1: Yeah, yeah, but you're right. They're they're getting on Twitter Spaces. I have seen some of them saying like proud family member of a of a January 6th political prisoner. They think it's something that they should be proud of and that they need uh, some sort of recompense, some sort of revenge must be taken for them breaking the law and entering the Capitol building and participating in an insurrection. So.
0: Well, on that note, (laughs) that I think that's off for this week of right-wing fuckery. Are you going to be on next week with me? We're doing this every week this week in right-wing fuckery, I think is the name of the series. And we'll, we listen to this bullshit. So you guys don't have to, we can just like give you the summary. I, you're welcome.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Somebody has to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right,
0: Jay. Do Jay, it every where week. Can everyone... Jay, what's the name of your podcast? Where can people find you?
1: My podcast is Did Nothing Wrong. You can go to our website at didnothingwrongpod.com, and you can subscribe to the newsletter, and you'll get updates from me and from our podcast. So go and check that out. And by
0: the Unlike me, lush left, left media, they actually update their website. I think I, ha- I,
1: <laughs> I don't
0: think I have in a year. So go to the website; it's yep. updated. Mine is not. I keep forgetting it exists. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Jay. You're the best, and I am excited to DM you the next bullshit thing I see. Probably in about 15 minutes. <laughs> so thank you Sounds very, good. very much. All right,
1: Thanks, Mary. Bye. <laughs>